0: Hello, Mike. How do you feel about my testing of you today?
1: How do you feel about staying exactly where you are from the entire episode so that I don't have to do as much work the next week?
0: I would love to do that because I want to make this as smooth as possible for our uh, producer. Thank you. And co host. Welcome, assholes. What's up, assholes?
1: Normally, you start it. I feel very excited today to be able to introduce it.
0: We're equal co-hosts in this, you know? <laughs>
1: This is episode 23 and
0: uh, of the You're the Asshole podcast.
1: Yes, where we judge posts from the subreddit, am I the asshole, and then give down our verdict. I'm Austin. I'm Alisa. <laughs> We're all out of sorts right now. <laughs>
0: This is the quarantine version. Nothing goes as I'm, planned. We're
1: back in the office. Uh, the past few episodes have been recorded at the Austin's Kitchen Island.
0: We'll call it the Annex.
1: Yes. And something about it, I've just been, I've been really off about. So, you know, if I'm less funny than normal on the past two episodes, you know why.
0: Nonsense.
1: we Or fresh off of pasta night.
0: This is... Unique for us. Normally, we do pasta night on Wednesday. Yes, this is a nightly or a weekly event for us. Oh, we've
1: talked about it on here. I think at one point you said, I don't want this to become a regular thing in my life.
0: And now it's fully accepted.
1: I took that to a level of um, such visceral hate towards you when you said it. Like, when you said it, you might as well have been like, it's okay if I cheat once every six months, right? (laughs) Just to get it out a little.
0: (laughs) Not only has it become a common part of our lives, it's so regular that my friends know about it to the point that they – one of them in particular on Wednesdays gets super excited and asks me what's for pasta night.
1: My favorite part of the story is that it's not this guy texting Austin. It's rather him talking to Austin's roommate. So there's like a well, six degrees. It's
0: on, it's on Xbox chat. So, so I'm in there sometimes. My roommate's in there sometimes. But this friend in particular is always very excited to know and this week we moved pasta night from Wednesday night to Thursday night, which is our normal recording night. So we're doing both in one last night, and he was very devastated yesterday to learn <laughs> that we postponed pasta night. And I, I couldn't even tell him what we were going to have because you did it yourself this week. I as did a surprise prep, I guess.
1: It's it's hard because when you when you tell someone you're going to do a surprise meal, there's too much pressure. On the table, you're like, do I need to come out with a fucking chicken cordon bleu? But, you know.
0: I I expect, um, what is it? Beef Wellington. No, the sparklers. Like they bring out at a club when you have bottles.
1: I was gonna say, it's not your fucking birthday.
0: (laughs) I need sparklers on the plate.
1: You know, uh,. I looked at all these pasta recipes and I was in over my head, not because I couldn't do them, but because I did not want to commit to it for a Thursday pasta night, you know? So I thought to myself, what is the easiest thing to do that is the most beloved by everybody around? And I created my own Alfredo sauce tonight.
0: It was very good.
1: What would you say was the best part about it?
0: I particularly I'm the liked the uh, self-shredded cheese that you had. It oh, was yeah. not a simple bagged cheese. You bought a block and shredded it yourself. Actually, it was, it was a was...
1: triangle, sir.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. And that Parmesan was very good.
1: So I, I spent a solid $9 on it, which is a lot. But also, you know, there's a lot of things in my life that tax me is grating cheese and i found that out today because i got like halfway through it and my arm started hurting and i was like
0: getting some forearm tenderness well, i
1: was like either that means my arm is so sore because i work that shit out while i'm writing and typing away or i really really need to get on it now before it's too late
0: maybe a little bit of both
1: all that parmesan was for you <laughs>
0: It was beautiful, and I could feel the personal sacrifice you made to shave it delicately.
1: Speaking of shaving it delicately, Austin has cut his hair.
0: Oh, I didn't even know this would be talked about.
1: Well, it seemed like the perfect transition. I'm looking at this little side buzz cut going on.
0: We are in a desperate need for news in this time that is not politically based (laughs) So, yes. I was like,
1: there's a shit ton of news, babe.
0: Whether uh, you
1: want to hear it or not is one the thing. The last
0: time I cut my hair was last September. And then around February, I was trying to get it cut, but didn't have a chance. And then quarantine happened. And so I just never got it cut. So it's been a year. It was the longest it's ever been in my life. And I got it cut. And it feels nice, but also weird at the same time.
1: Speaking of cheating, as we talked about a little bit earlier, I, oh. sort, of, I sort of feel like I get a new person. Like all the same funness, but like a new person to look at. It, it it's kind of great.
0: Well, well, I'll take it. <laughs> it <laughs> all the flaws are still there. It but...
1: <laughs> all the flaws at the but new haircut, just
0: new packaging.
1: We're still in quarantine. Still
0: here. Yeah, that's all I have to say about <laughs>
1: that. Every single time I um I now upload the episodes, I uh I throw in a quarantine joke. I just sort of like put in a post. Yeah, and post, when I'm, I'm talking about, like, this week, Austin and Elisa discuss apples. We're still here in quarantine, so bring your gavels or some bullshit like that. Oh,
0: in the description?
1: Yeah, in the description.
0: Oh, um, I thought you meant you were recording a joke and, and then splicing them into the episode. This is how much
1: Austin doesn't listen to our podcast, because <laughs> no, well, he would fucking know.
0: <laughs> I was listening to them pre-quarantine, but, like, since we've been in quarantine, like...
1: It's like I hear her voice too much and I need to hear it again.
0: Well, no. Honestly, the thing is like when I was in the office, I would listen to stuff all day long just so I would like have headphones on so people wouldn't approach me as much. And then I would also be driving and so I would listen to stuff in my car. And now I'm not doing either one of those things. When we're at home, like there's only one podcast I really listen to now. And so – The rest of the time, I'm just, like, listening to music sometimes, I guess.
1: Also, like, commutes are down, as you said. And that's sort of, like, the precious time of listening to podcasts.
0: Shit, are we realizing now that this is a bad time for podcasts? Oh, yeah. (laughs) As we're recording a podcast?
1: (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I tried to put a little bit of quarantine in there so people can sympathize and and sort of listen with us. and, And especially last week, we talked about, or I think, the episode i just uploaded episode 20 we talked about zoom weddings so you know you had to put a little bit of quarantine yeah. in. it would be uh, everywhere you go
0: interesting to see if people are listening to stuff more or less now because like i was just saying i probably listen to stuff a little less but i'm sure there's other people that aren't allowed or don't have the chance to listen to stuff when they're at work like if you don't have an, a desk job where you're not interacting with people a whole lot like you don't get to listen to stuff at work so maybe being at home now people are listening to more things
1: well that's like that's one of the things that sort of a prerequisite for i mean that's a lie at one point i would take any job but i think now the prerequisite is literally just can i drown out this job with the podcast all day like will i be allowed to do that customer service no call center no am an assistant who doesn't get seen. Yes.
0: (laughs) Truck driver. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, and then like it raises another point, like of things that people want out of jobs. I bet coming out of this, a lot of people are going to value like, can I work from home or vice versa? I don't want to work from home. We've
1: we've talked about it multiple times. I think there are those people that are like, oh, I, I really miss the office. I don't miss it at.
0: All, yeah, not at all.
1: I, 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 the only thing I miss about the office is uh, the fact that I walked more to my office,
0: yeah, definitely a little more uh, sunlight, <laughs> yeah, on those days, walking to and from the car to the building, <laughs> right? <laughs> For our sedentary lifestyle now,
1: free coffee and sedentary. Uh, sedentary, uh, s- sedentary. I I think said sedent- sedentary, sedentary, we'll sedentary. figure out what that is. And uh, that that beautiful, glorious moment where you go to the restroom and no one is in it, and you sort of feel like a king. You can just sit and just take a shit.
0: It but was... now we can do that at home.
1: But I don't. I don't get that same thrill. I don't get that scene. No, Can yeah, I? it is a thrill. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah. It's so exciting.
0: But then someone comes in and sits in the stall next to you, and oh, it ruins the whole experience. we've
1: talked about this too, those motherfuckers. Or
0: you go in when someone is already in the next stall. I and feel you, so bad. And you anticipate them to leave shortly, but they just try to wait you out. Very frustrating as well.
1: Well, why would you go into the next stall? That's a really fucked up thing to do. Is it the only stall available?
0: Yeah, in okay. in, okay, in uh, my office we only have two stalls on oh. each floor. Oh, yeah, it's a terrible design. There's like a whole bunch of people on each floor and only two stalls. Some floors only have one. It's terrible. I, that's why we're getting a new building. I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hate when people weigh each other out. And for men, there's not there's not too much stigma attached to it. But for women, there definitely well, is. Well, I think
0: there is stigma with men because men only ever go into the stall if they're taking a shit. Otherwise, they use yeah, the urinal.
1: Yeah, but you guys, like, love to talk about your fart. So shit is in the same fucking family. I, I don't know. I still do think not do that.
0: I still think it's uncomfortable to be, like, Take- two feet away from somebody else who is sitting on a toilet next to you with, like, a simple skinny wall in between. And you can see their feet also.
1: I was on Twitter the other night as I tend to be this pertains because it was 3 a.m. in the morning and someone had just posted all the Americans are asleep so here's a photo of me in a public restroom in blah 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 some European city or some Australian city or some bullshit like that and it was a complete
0: are you calling those cities they're all the same
1: they're all (laughs) the same all the same white people and it was from the top To the bottom of the ceiling floor combo, and you couldn't see anything. There were no cracks. It was like you—it was was like like a a Bucky's bathroom. It was a Bucky's bathroom, but it was like a panic room at the same time. So their
0: stalls were like floor to ceiling. Is what you're saying? Yes, that's awesome.
1: I know. Can you imagine growing up with that privilege and then coming to the United States and you're looking outside and you catch eye contact with like. A fucking American, like guess what? like Every, a full-on American with like a American flag and a crazy hat, and I. Like, are you
0: saying you see them outside of the stall?
1: Have you never caught eye contact? Oh, yeah. with yeah, it's the most painful thing.
0: <laughs> it, guess what? In America, people are cheap as fuck. When <laughs> unless somebody is like gets upset about it, so like, why build? stalls floor to ceiling when you can only build them half that distance it's true
1: um so i think it's also
0: probably easier to clean
1: that too and i also think it's um i think it might be a safety factor if we're really going to go into it it's like what are people doing like uh, i didn't you know. think about that but so austin and i we went to the lake um safely i might add a few weeks ago with uh, my sister and my brother-in-law and uh one of their friends and it was really cool we had a pontoon boat for five people. I've never felt as wealthy in my life. Um, and we're, I went to the bathroom before because I was like, I got to get this out, but, you know, before we're on a boat for four hours. And I'm in the restroom and I'm like desperately trying to squeeze out whatever is going on there. And... A, a baby? Yes. A full-on baby. <laughs> then I'm going to put it in the trash can. You I don't, you, whatever I'm,
0: You just said whatever was there. So I
1: mean, I don't need to go into the specifics. So... Okay. This is like a small bathroom right outside the area where they dock the boats and there's this one girl who's trying to throw up in the stall next to me.
0: You didn't say that. Oh, I
1: didn't tell you. <laughs> oh but my God. You know, she's trying I thought she was trying to to shit. So I'm like, girl, get it. Do it. Like I'm I'm good with that. And I'm realizing like why is she taking so long? And it's because I look at her feet and they're the opposite way. So, was she by herself? Yes, she was by herself. Okay. No. Oh, ew! Well, my God, just <laughs> that's fucked up.
0: Doing my due diligence okay. as an active listener, as an
1: act as the active male in the room. So she's. So then one of her friends comes in and is like, "Katie or whatever, are you okay?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay." And I was like, "Oh, okay, nice friend. Fucking leave." But then. Katie, Lauren, and Becca comes in, I guess. And these two girls are outside talking to her while this girl is attempting to try to throw up, being like, are you sure you don't need anything? And then when the girl next to me decides she doesn't want to throw up, they all just start talking outside outside of my stall. And it's like a three-feet area. And end of the story, this girl is so close to the door... That I catch eye contact with her and it's like she's specifically trying to look into my stall.
0: What the fuck? When you were in the stall, she was like peering through into it is what you're saying?
1: No. What I'm trying to say is that she was so close that when I caught eye contact with her, it looked like she was trying to look into my stall. She was that close. It was weird. She was that
0: close to your stall door?
1: She was like touching it, like holding her hand against it. Jeez, that's it. I said my piece.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Needless to say, I uh, that did not happen.
0: Unless you're a dog, then you just turn and stare at someone to make sure they're watching you.
1: Should we move on to our segments? Sounds great. I haven't told Austin this, but this is the end of season one of Am I the Asshole?
0: Oh, are we gonna have a celebration? Yeah, I, I brought some sh- I bought some champagne. That's why there's champagne. I was curious.
1: Yeah, but then Austin didn't bring me any alcoholic drinks for myself. So, uh I dropped the ball. Every time I go to upload an episode, it says tell us the season, tell us the episode. And um I'm like, shit, when do you when do you stop a season? Like it's so weird to be like this is the end of season 1 of a podcast. But then I realized that this is episode 23 technically feel like 22 episodes is a good first season.
0: So this is the first episode of the second season. Hell yeah. Oh, what's up?
1: We got to bring it. The editing's got to be 20, game.
0: 22 is like a uh, first season uh, of a sitcom.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Perfect. I thought it was a per- perfect yeah. end. I bought the champagne.
0: I, I would love to have some. I didn't know that was the purpose of it.
1: You know, I I thought about just to to get personal here. Austin and anniversary is next week, so I was like, should I save it for this? And I was like, if you have champagne in your fridge, it's not going to last more than like three or four days.
0: Is that the shelf life of champagne? I don't know.
1: It's a shelf life of champagne in my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just because it'll be too. Um, it'll be staring you in the face. You'll be like, ah, I can't wait this long.
1: Well, I have. So I. I have a friend who is my age who acts like my parents in the sense where I went over to visit her and I looked over and she had like 12 bottles of wine just hanging out. And I was like, damn, that's rich. Like, that's all I thought in my head. And then as I was leaving, she was like, do you want one of these? We got them as a gift, but we'll never drink it. And I was like, "That thought to myself, I was like, I never just have bottles of wine mm-hmm. to just hang out with. <laughs>
0: They're there, and then they get drank.
1: Exactly. (laughs) My mom had bottles of wine that that went bad because they hadn't been drank in 10
0: years. So it seems like it's about time for our shitty summary. Yes. Okay. Shitty summary is, at this point, one of our longest-lasting segments, of which there are only a few.
1: I would say it's here for season two and beyond.
0: (laughs) But basically, in shitty summary... One of us um, gives the other host a movie or TV show, but they've been skewing movies recently, that has been deemed shitty by the populace, and the other host summarizes it. At first, it started out with us summarizing them shittily, but for the sake of creating a more
1: engaging,
0: engaging and entertaining podcast, we've decided to put a little bit more effort into our summaries so because of that we've stripped away a time limit but we still try to d- make them a reasonable length
1: you have to keep it to in my opinion a very long oscar acceptance speech
0: yes and, and we'll start playing you out if it takes too long
1: yeah um <laughs> i actually am fully indoctrinated in the next episode um i am going to play out austin with a fucking like full on cue the music no. if it goes too long and then we're just gonna be on and be like, and the winner. Summaries. Well Austin, <laughs> here's the thing, talked about it multiple times. This started as a shitty summary. And now I do a lot of things well, but procrastinating is my forte. So a shitty summary was perfect for me, because I could sort of just bullshit my way through it before I set up all this crap when we were recording. And then Austin had to continuously Bring his A-game on Shitty Summary for no reason whatsoever.
0: Uh, for the reason of a good pod.
1: Yes, but it was Shitty Summary for a reason. And then I started looking like the fucking fool. Every single time... No. I- I edited, you're great. <laughs> oh, shut up. Every single time I edited, I was like, I sound really bad.
0: But well, that's the- why I was thinking... Because I thought that about me, too. So I was like, <laughs> we, we can put a little more effort into this and it'll be a cool segment.
1: Yes, but now... <clears throat> As a writer, I'm like, I can't. Pinky's out. I, yes, both of them, <laughs> all four of them.
0: <laughs> like, Those two. Yeah,
1: I can't skimp on this.
0: <laughs> I know, and that's what's great about it. So, anyways, <laughs> shitty <don't>, summary. <laughs> we summarize shitty movies or TV shows that the other host nominates, and we alternate week to week. This week, it is Elisa's turn. And
1: do you want to tell them what movie you picked them?
0: Yeah. And I chose, oh, I am aware, Reefer Madness.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm really glad he said that word because I wanted to make sure that I was pronouncing it correctly.
0: Oh, what are you going to say?
1: I mean, I assumed it was Reefer, but I didn't know mm-hmm. if it was like Refer, you know.
0: Isn't it? Are there two E's? I think there's two E's.
1: I think there's two. There's two. You know, I only have one on the board and one on my summary, but that's why we call it Shitty Summary. So, here we go. Are
0: you ready? Absolutely.
1: As a child attending Catholic school, I was indoctrinated by the hard world of hard drugs through Jesus. I watched the dare skits. I participated in the crowd of fake onlookers for a fake drinking and driving accident. I'm pretty sure I have a repressed memory of signing a pledge to never indulge. God did not approve of the devil's weed. And I imagine that if I grew up in 1936 as a white girl able to attend school, I would have been forced to watch this movie, movie, Refer spell the two E's, madness. I'll acknowledge my ignorance. I had no idea of this movie's existence. I knew nothing about its conception as a moral guidance to the youth of America. The 2005 musical television version starring Kristen Bell never made into my pop culture vernacular. The granddaddy of the worst movies, a complete accreditation to a film that has no business being in the same genre as Gigli, Jack and Jill, and my go-to favorite cult classic, Showgirls, has never made my to-watch list. But I'll be damned if I don't extend my knowledge with the simpletons of cinema. To start with, this movie was funded and produced by a church, so you know shit is about to get dramatic real quick and may be sexual for the sole reason of encouraging teens to not have sex. The movie begins with how all unethical films begin. A woman named May and a man named Jack live together, but they are not married. No. Here's your antagonist and your whore. Although sledding it up without a ring, something about giving the milk away for free is here, May seems to have at least a hierarchy of principles in this relationship, as the movie starts with Jack wanting to expand their marijuana-selling business to teens. May claims with a shrill voice, not the children, but Ralph and Blanche, ever the encouraging lackeys of Jack, Jack step in. They're dealers, and should go without saying, dropouts, because at the time, University of Colorado Boulder was green-free, I guess. Together, they lure Billy and Jimmy to May, May's apartments. You know they are the young ones in the story because they both have a necessary wise attached to the end of their name. Billy ends up asking these older lads not why they are creepily hanging out with children half their age, but for a cigarette. So lung cancer is okay in this movie, but instead is giving a reefer by Jack. Billy, who takes one puff and thinks, hmm, this tastes like normal tobacco, gets high as shit, and drives away from the party. Taking a page from Daisy Buchanan, he runs over a pedestrian during his episode. Tragically, Jack tells him days later that person, someone so old that they don't really matter, has died. Jimmy escapes a charge and jail sentence due to a lack of evidence. As a parable meant to largely spell out the wall on the wall that drugs are bad, I have a sinking suspicion that Jim, Jimmy will get what's coming to him. Meanwhile, Billy, Jimmy's friend from the party, is into a descent of his own. He hooks up with Blanche, the dealer, who for shock value I have not mentioned is a siren. Yes, a Greek mythological half-bird, half-woman, who lures sailors to their deaths. Because she is a woman, the seduction goes without saying. His girlfriend, who has no idea her boyfriend was into bird kink, is unaware of what is happening in that plot B. She is worried along with Jimmy's sisters Mary about whether about where Jimmy is. Finally, they track down his past day movements like a couple of S.U. detectives to May's apartment, where Ralph decides is a good dealer. That hears another duo of high school students unaware that weed and tobacco do not taste differently from each other, so they too succumb to the kush under the disguise of Sigs. Then Ralph, out of nowhere, decides he wants to up the ante and pursue Billy's girlfriend. When she says no, a word she's never uttered in her entire life, he tries to rape her. I'm sure the creators right here were very excited to add one more twisted way pot can get to you. Yes, you too can rape if you tried the weeds. Billy, stray out of the fuck session with a falcon, It ensues in a battle with Ralph as they fight on the floor. Ralph, who now has a shotgun, knocks Billy unconscious with the butt of it. But worse, that gun inadvertently fires, killing Jimmy's sister's Mary. High off of aggravated assault and manslaughter, Ralph puts the gun in passed out Billy's hands, framing him for a murder he might not remember because he's blacked out. I'm educated now that weed in 1936 could make you black out. Wow, they really did a lot during Prohibition. Billy, with the worst defense lawyer in America, is found guilty for Mary's murder, which we know as an audience is good because he did drugs, so he must go to jail for this as well. It's at this point in the movie that a seasoned drug dealer begins really losing his mind. Is it the guilt that he was the one to actually kill Mary? Was it self-reflection on his attempted sexual assaults? Or was it, as we are left to believe, the marijuana that caused his break of psychosis? Either way, Jack Coop can't put up with his dealer's bullshit. So with an order from above, my God, there's more of these people, he decides to kill Ralph before he confesses to the crime himself but Ralph is too quick. He's a man of the streets. He beats Jack to death while the siren lasts. Then the police arrest Ralph, May, and Blanche. Don't know why, don't really care, but May decides to burn the place down as she leaves and gives the name of all the other druggies that supply her her druggies. Blanche, bird woman, also has a change of heart from her evil spectator personality of cheering on gladiator type deaths. She will account that Billy did nothing to marry. He's an innocent reefer smoker caught up in the madness. Of course, like any good woman, she said too much and she jumps out of a fucking window because drugs. With Billy free, Ralph is moved to an asylum where he continues to lose his mind for the rest of his shortened life due to weed usage. And no mention of Jimmy, I'm as shocked as you are, is ever mentioned again. Jimmy really got the good end of that deal. It should be worth noting that at the end of this movie, which up until this point has been told in bracketing sequence at a lecture parent teacher association by Dr. Alfred Carroll, a passionate speech, he outcries. High off the repercussions of curious teens, he points to random people in the audience and warns, The next tragedy may be that of your daughter or your son or yours before pointing straight at the camera and saying empathetically, or yours, as the words say, tell your children appear on the screen. A PSA to all the straight-to-DVDers of this time, this was almost called Tell Your Children Corrupt Colon Cannabis. Before I wrap up this ever-long, shitty summary and roll a symbolic joint for good measure, I will say the irony of this movie has not been lost. Part of the public domain now, it's a Mad Libs of Camp, a pleasurable black-and-white movie that joins the ranks of Gone with the Wind and Casablanca. I think the least listeners out here would want to know, as part of a fundraising campaign, N-O-R-M-L, showed reefer madness on college campuses up and down California, asking a $1 donation for admission and raising $16,000 towards support for the California Marijuana Initiative, a political group that sought to legalize marijuana in the 1972 fall elections. As of 2020, the time of Shitty Summary's publication, 11 states have legalized recreational marijuana, 9% 9% of 18 to 24 year olds cohabitate before marriage, and more than 52% of Americans have tried the little leaf. Was that the precedent of this country's downfall? I think so too. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Remember, it can happen to your children.
0: If only I had been <laughs> told by my parents after they watched this movie. I would have avoided eating so much junk food and and chilling on couches so much in high school and college.
1: And talking about your thoughts about movies.
0: And space and, and aliens <laughs> and how cool this song is. <laughs> I could have avoided all of that.
1: So, you know, this, this wasn't a satire um, as crazy as that is, you know, I I was gonna say the 30s were crazy times, but like, what the fuck knows what was going on in the 30s? Like, I don't even know anybody who obviously was alive in the 30s. It's it's wild, though. You know, any of your
0: grandparents were?
1: Uh yeah, they were, but they were like 10. Were were they?
0: You should ask them if they've seen reefer madness. <laughs> <I should.
1: laughs> when did he first hear about this? Was it was it Reddit?
0: I've heard uh, this movie talked about or alluded to, I don't know, a, a lot over the years. And so I don't, I can't recall the first point, point that I'd heard about it.
1: I thought it was crazy that I never heard about it.
0: But, um, you know, I, I just heard, heard or seen people joke about like how ridiculous of a movie it was. and
1: I mean, you, you heard the summary, I... I it was hard to follow along. It's 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 difficult because when you write the summary, you're like, this is funny, I got this, I know the whole story. And then you're trying to tell it to people and they're like...
0: Um, "I Honestly, I, I, I haven't seen it, but from the sound of it, like you did the best that you could oh, do with that story because it seems so scattered. I there, and that's probably why it's considered so crappy in the movie. It was so
1: crappy... So here's the thing. I mean, I'm not going to go back into it because who wants to hear exactly what I just talked about? But Jimmy, the first person in the movie, the teen, I was like, this kid is totally coming back. He hit a fucking guy walking and killed him. This guy should be in jail. And nope. He just
0: disappears. Nope,
1: he just fucking disappears. Like, he's
0: the one that you think they're going to make the whole story right. about and then it's
1: just about billy and his weird descent with fucking a half bird girl and getting framed for a murder and for me it's like so what part of this am i supposed to follow if i attempt to do the marijuanas am i supposed to be like man i could be a billy but i might come out as a jimmy like
0: <laughs> honestly it seems like a fun movie to watch while high Sure. I
1: mean, it's an hour and like six minutes, I think. The it's siren, like it's something <laughs> in... what a weird tank, of fucking birds. Like I don't, I don't, even, I don't know what the whole action is with that. So um,
0: what? What was? What's the the new streaming service that's greenlighting everything? Quibi. Quibi, is that the name? yeah. So you're saying the church was the Quibi of the '30s, just mm-hmm. greenlighting. Someone was like, "We're gonna make an anti." Weed movie, and the church is like, I'm all in. I don't even need to read the well, script. Well,
1: so it was, you know, here's the thing. the chur- A church came up with it. It was a totally uh, funded project by a church. I-, I can't even get the name of the church. It's just like a church on Wikipedia. Because, again, this is mo- the movie from the 30s. I mean, everyone's fucking died who was a part of it, and, and probably because they were embarrassed to be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and... um kind of went away for like 30 or 40 years and then the 70s i think somebody found it like either a, a dvd or a copy somewhere and like brought well, it they
0: probably didn't find a dvd in the well seventies.
1: <laughs> no fuck you know what i mean <laughs> Have a like movie a movie from
0: the 30s fuck. <laughs>
1: like a like a video or yeah, something of a copy of it, of it. Copy of that's it.
0: hilarious that they used it for a pro weed campaign
1: yeah and and they were so excited because it was in the public domain i think like in the 80s or so we or so possibly in the 70s which means the person who wrote it had already been dead so that's why there's this musical with kristen bell
0: i hadn't heard of that i,
1: I mean I, hadn't heard <laughs> it either.
0: I didn't know that was a thing that's hilarious
1: um you know so i hope i, I hope great
0: I, great job I hope can we I all have a, a round of applause for that shitty summary no i think it was great uh, clearly it was a hard story to work with. It,
1: I mean, it but was. But I was going to
0: say you really brought your writing uh, chops. And thanks. I made up for it where the story did not. I, I guess I'm going to have to try to bring it next week because that was a, that was a good one. Thank you. Oh,
1: thanks. Um, so I guess we're going to move on to it's flashcard time. It's
0: flashcard time.
1: <laughs> where uh Austin this week, but one of us every week – makes 15 flashcards, and then presents them to the other host in 1 minute and 30 seconds. And uh, there's just a bunch of questions that are sort of...
0: Asshole or not an asshole style questions, uh, people, scenarios, mm-hmm. things. And you read them off. We read them off... Um, Gotta
1: go fast. Quickly. Boom, boom. But think I said, on 1 mm-hmm. minute and 30 seconds. Minute and a
0: half. And uh, it's sort of a split judgment type deal whether or not the other person thinks they are an asshole or not an asshole
1: all right so three two one go
0: internet service providers asshole assaulting protesters asshole when giving someone change placing the bills in their hand first then haphazardly laying the coins on top
1: that's the way to do it not the asshole i i i'm sorry
0: you put the coins in first that's insane okay opening a starbucks without a drive-thru
1: Asshole.
0: Snapback hats.
1: Oh, standby hats, like the ones with that. Oh, God. Asshole.
0: Picking your own gift at a white elephant gift exchange. Asshole. Putting ketchup and mac and cheese. Asshole. I need them. Not registering to vote. Asshole. Weekend trips to Home Depot. Asshole. <laughs> Subtweeting.
1: Not the asshole.
0: Taking a flask to a kid's birthday party.
1: Not the asshole.
0: <laughs> Accident- Keep it discreet. Accidentally breaking something a sto- in a store and walking away without saying anything.
1: Oh, what's the price? What's the price? Uh, asshole.
0: Not tipping at a food truck.
1: You gotta you gotta throw a dollar in. Not
0: uh, asshole. Vlogging.
1: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You're such an asshole.
0: Taking a glove to a baseball game as an adult.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a great one. Uh, if you do not have season tickets, asshole. Yeah. That's perfect right there. I think
0: I got all 15. I couldn't tell if some of them stuck together. I was going
1: to say, I thought it was maybe it was less than 15. But uh, I don't know. Austin was fumbling over here. Uh, but in a good way. In a good way. I think you. I you did it. I just, I just brought my A game. I answered quickly. I do have a question about the snapback hats. What the fuck does, what the fuck is that?
0: Those are like the flat bill hats that I wear with the snapback. It has the snap.
1: Yeah. Why is that an asshole move?
0: Well, just some people think they're douchey style They are
1: douchey. Oh. But like, that's just a perception. I don't, I don't abide by it.
0: (laughs) I just wanted to put it in there. See, see what you thought. Subtweeting. Were there any other ones you wanted to talk about? Well
1: I mean subtweeting. Oh I
0: don't know why I did that. I that was I just meant to lick did my... you
1: did you do that on purpose? No,
0: I was just I sort of like fake licked the mic because I meant my thumb That was disgust. I meant my thumb to be there and I just Austin, licked it up in air.
1: Austin went up to the mic and like fake licked it and I thought he was trying to like gross me out. That no, was I meant to lick that my was thumb. one of the weirder things yeah, I've ever I felt seen him do. It felt like he was like an animal. I'm just
0: very scatterbrained right now because I was getting all the cards and...
1: (laughs) You know, subtweeting, I always say you got to have a good outlet. And and the reality is, is that who is looking at people's Twitter anymore? And if you are, you deserve to read the subtweet about yourself. That's my opinion on that shit.
0: I think we have to talk about the change thing. When giving someone change, (laughs) placing the bills in their hand first... Then yeah. haphazardly laying the coins on top.
1: Haphazardly. What does that mean? Just put the coins in the, no. in the bill, in the no, mid-center of the bill. No, because then you have
0: to dip the coins off the bill into your opposite hand. If they would put the, the coins into your hand first, <laughs> then lay the, the cash on top, that's the way to go, because then the coins are already in your palm. It's
1: like if a- they put
0: them on top of the bill... You're like...
1: I love it.
0: You're like playing break the ice. No. Like trying to... It's
1: a purse for my change. No. I wrap it up in a little baggie. Okay,
0: but you have an actual purse you can throw all that shit in. Yeah. If you're a guy, you have to like tilt the change off.
1: Yeah, but that's like, like it's that's the normal. tower of and like try
0: to get them all into your other hand. At least
1: it's there; it's not that hard. And of a you're concept. like trying to it's walk not away not from that the register; hard. It's, it's difficult. Please, I'm sorry. What is your ideal change giving experience? You put the change
0: in first. That's
1: very bizarre. Then
0: lay the bills on top that's, because then the change is already in a palm, and you don't have to tilt it into another palm. That's you're not allowing, a big you're deal. You're making me involve two hands for no reason,
1: Austin. Like
0: this I is mean, the thing.
1: <laughs> no, this is crazy the
0: listeners will hear me out we're gonna receive a barrage of tweets <laughs> backing up on barrage. this of this of all things i know
1: i feel like in that case i sort of like it because it's an easy come and go like you just you you just tilt it in like a fucking taco but if they coins are your beautiful but if they put the or, coins
0: in first they're already in your palm and you don't have to do any tilting it's, it's already there good to go
1: It's weird. I never
0: thought this would be of one of these cards that would cause. Also, I
1: don't like. There's a smell that money has, but more than anything, there's a smell that fucking change
0: has. That's elitist.
1: And it's just like slimy, metallic. metallic That's elitist. No money. It's no money. But really, it's just the the pocketing cash. Who has fucking change? There's a shortage in our country, actually, right now. Because so everybody that have been having change, everybody
0: that has change, it's in jars in their closet because nobody uses change anymore.
1: Dude, I can't remember who it fucking was, That someone I met in college legitimately paid with all cash and perfect change everywhere they went. This wasn't a one-time thing. This was not cute. They would. Do this throughout their life, and I started thinking like, how, how do they
0: always have change? Because they would carry change. But, but if they they they're paying pay. in perfect change, how do they always have it? Do they go to the bank and get coins? I don't
1: know. Because if what you're it always
0: paying in perfect change, then you never get change back.
1: That is change. where's the change coming from? Inception. <laughs>
0: There I mean, are. That was a thing that people did back in the day. they go to the bank. My grandpa would go to the bank and dude, get rolls of nickels, rolls of day, pennies, rolls of grandpa,
1: quarters. Grandpa, my fucking dad did that. Like I mean, my day parents
0: day. probably did it too, but I just remember my, my grandpa. My parents
1: had a wooden chest of change, and I was the best kid in the entire world, like, because I would get abused if I wasn't. And I... Oh. I mean, emotionally abused, not physically. And... <laughs> I, um, sometimes I would go in and steal change from their wooden box.
0: That was the best kid in the world.
1: That was the only bad thing I really ever did. I so, would go in and steal change because I would like to put in my piggy bank to pretend <laughs> I was rich.
0: <laughs> so my parents had the same thing, but it was in one of the big, like, water coolers. Oh, that's Like legit. you would have in yeah. an office. Huh. And it was, like, not full. It was, like, I don't know, a quarter full. A quarter full. It was like a quarter full, but they had no in the oh, closet. Did, and I remember one time when I was it? a little kid, I tried to put gum on the end of string because the, there's the little spout at the top, so you can't reach through it. Oh,
1: my God. So I tried to You drop, were always so great.
0: <laughs> I tried to drop it in <laughs> to get some coins. I don't think it worked.
1: See, I just shoveled pennies out with my hand. No. You know what the worst part is? I fucking put... All of that change into a piggy bank that was never broken. So now it's all my parents because it's at their place.
0: Was it a piggy bank that you had to break? Yes. The one that I had had a plug.
1: Uh, no, you had to break it. I want the satisfaction of filling it up into the like entire depths of it and then just like.
0: I actually had a really cool like wooden handmade piggy bank that was like this cartoonish man <laughs> with like a top hat. Like a Monopoly Man <laughs> style so guy. Strange. So I don't know if my grandpa made it. My grandpa was really big into woodwork. Yeah. And whenever you would put coins in, there was like a little motion detector and it would like play a little tune.
1: That's cute. Yeah. Weird,
0: but cute. I wonder if my parents still have that.
1: Well, that Okay, so now that's the one for next week. I'm kind of sort of giving it away. Like, is it a dick move to keep your kids picky? <laughs>
0: Oh, like take the money out of it? No, it's in it's on your <laughs> nah, property.
1: Dude, it's like
0: <laughs> all that money that they had probably came from you in the first place.
1: Exactly. Like it's my it's my kids' money. I'm like short of birthday money? That's not their fucking money. <laughs> like.
0: Also it's worth less now. Inflation.
1: Okay. <laughs> we uh, we're gonna move on to
0: What are you drinking today? is it my favorite just because I get to say that?
1: Just because you get to, like, (laughs) leave the room and old man's beast comes in. I'm going to go first. You always go first. I'm going to go first. I am drinking uh, Prosecco. It is uh, white sparkling wine. (laughs) Prima Masso. Product of Italy. It's good. No, I like Prosecco. I mean, who doesn't like a good, basically wannabe champagne? Give it a four out of five.
0: Nice. I'm excited (laughs) to try it. Unless (laughs) you finish it.
1: Well, I mean, it is my only drink for today,
0: So, so is it my turn? It is. Today I am drinking a, a Tall Boy. Well, not it's a sixteen ounce can. It is called Jingle Proofer. It is, I don't know. I guess it's an ale, but it's from um, Fair State Brewing in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Who I've never had a beer from before. But it's a collab with a local brewery, Live Oak.
1: Oh, not an Austin beer. right to name?
0: Here from Austin. Um, I just thought the label was sort of cool. It's
1: actually really, really cool. I, I I'm touching it right now because it's really interesting. It looks like it would be almost as weird as it sounds. Like a matte can. It's not, yeah. but it's very. It's 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 cool. The artwork's neat.
0: Yeah. So I think it's it's pretty good. I would rate it. Three and a half, 3.75 on untapped. That's probably what I'll give it out of five. Um, but it's pretty good. I was just excited to try something from a brewery I hadn't seen before. And it's a collab with a local brewery. So that was cool. But yes, not an Austin Beer Works beer this week. But still,
1: but still a collab with Austin. a local
0: brewery. I feel like we did that uh, segment a little quicker than we normally do, but that's okay. And now...
1: Do we do we, do we need...
0: No, we don't need to drag it out. Okay. The people are probably like, bring us the posts. This is what we're here for. And this is what we're here to bring you. (laughs) The main body of the pod. The reason we are all here, and that is to analyze our recent favorite posts from the subreddit, am I the asshole, discuss them, and bring down our firm ...and decisive judgment.
1: Oh, I don't know about the last part of that, but uh, yeah, a firm and possibly non-decisive judgment.
0: This week, post number one is going to be read by my spectacular co-host, the main shepherd of this pod...
1: Oh, thank you, thank you. Alisa. Let's get to it. This was uploaded ten days ago, Am I the asshole for telling a co-worker he was being racist... For saying getting my ears pierced at a young age was wrong. Causing him to be fired. Dun dun dun! I'm a first generation American with an Indian background. In our culture, a baby gets its head shaved at a year old. And usually for girls, their ears pierced around the same time. This was done for me. And I'd like to think it's why I have amazing hair. And I'm also very happy that my ears were pierced when I can't remember the pain. I love wearing earrings. So I'm not saying I would actually do this to my own child since I'm not religious, but I do respect that it's a very important part of my family's culture. A coworker of mine went on a tirade saying me getting my ears pierced as a baby was bad, which I highly disagree with, especially since my piercing will always close up and it's not permanent. I let it slide for a bit and eventually said we can agree to disagree. But he kept going, and I said I felt it was very inappropriate for him as a white man to be trashing my culture and that I felt he was being quite racist. This definitely made him mad, but he dropped the topic. One of our other coworkers brought up this argument to HR. I was then interviewed and I confirmed what was said. My coworker was let go. This happened a year ago, but when I told my friend recently, she said I was wrong. Am I the asshole? Austin looked at me. Austin looked at me with like, don't hold this against me, babe.
0: No, that would... When I hear this, I'm like, my first thought is just, how are people getting in these types of conversations in 2020 in a workplace? Like, we've all learned, like, you can't do this stuff.
1: Yeah. Whether it be right or wrong, this Just
0: do not engage.
1: Don't engage. Unless someone's like, my culture tells me to kill women that aren't virgins. It's like, okay. Right. But even then, even then, are you at work? Is your boss within 30 feet of you? Why don't you just don't follow up on that conversation? Like,
0: anything that- falls within someone's like sex race or religion that they're talking about like from their own perspective just like don't disagree with them for one like it's not worth it they're just a coworker. two like you're at work like it's a
1: strange place to try <laughs> to take some moral high ground yeah exactly um, it's sort of it sort of feels like if you're trying to take the moral high ground in that situation, you'll jump for it anywhere else, you know? Does that makes right. sense? like
0: the workplace is like, the hardest environment to do that in so imagine what this person is like in the real world
1: like can you imagine this guy (laughs) or just outside i'm saying that he's wrong but can you imagine this guy going home and like talking to his wife babe what do you do today it's like i got into i got into it with this girl in the break room over earrings and indian culture it's like
0: why that's what you did with your day
1: that's what you did this is what you added to everything
0: You couldn't have just like changed your fantasy lineup, your fantasy football lineup on company time. Like this is how you had to (laughs) compose yourself in the workplace.
1: Uh, Austin and I have talked about this before. And, you know, I'm coming from a space where I half agree with uh, this woman or OP in the post, mostly because and it's going to sound wrong, but I had the privilege of having my ears pierced when I did not remember it. And it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing.
0: How old were you?
1: Oh, I was like three weeks.
0: Oh, wow. So even earlier than O.P.
1: Dude, Mexicans love to put the little diamonds in the oh, ears. Yeah. Just put the little... My mom's not a gold hoop mom, but my mom was like a gold stud. Again, the diamonds, just all about it. And I know white people are like...
0: I think it's mixed. I think some... Pierce their babies. You know, uh, I am upset on behalf of all the young Hispanic boys who were not able to get all blinged up I with their agree. ears pierced.
1: I agree. I <laughs> agree.
0: <laughs> Maybe they're trying to stunt too on the other babies at preschool, and they don't get a chance to.
1: You know what? I like that. I like that a lot. So you know what? On the um, one day I ever wake up and lose my goddamn mind and decide to have a child. Their boy, piercing their ears. Two weeks in. <laughs> no, you know it's it, it's a. I grew up in a world, at least for me, and and brown people alike across the spectrum, and um, I know Anna was kind of the same way. And one of my my really good friends who was Filipino. That it, it's a normal
0: see. It's that doesn't mean like that ex- it's right. It's sort of expected. It doesn't mean it's if right. If you're a young girl that you have pierced ears, is what you're saying? Yeah.
1: Well, it's not even that it's expected, but that it's not frowned upon. I'll take that back. It's expected, but it's also not frowned upon. It's not one of those mm-hmm. like, it's uh, man, this is like the the dirty secret of our culture, right? Um, again, not saying that that's right. But um, it's a very normal thing. I went with my niece to get when she got her ears pierced and she was like nine months or something. And just on a personal note, I fucking love it because earrings are my favorite thing in the entire world. And as a nine year old, I I just want to say, take us back. I just want to say to all the white girls who make their moms go to Claire's with them when they're nine years old you are the fucking heroes like you are the
0: heroes is there, of what's, what the about, fucking world is nine just when a lot of them do it it's, or like, is it?
1: it's like nine to eleven okay. i remember hearing this from white girls and i didn't fucking get it because i didn't grow up in that culture and they were like oh and i was like 10 or 11 somewhere around that age my parents finally let me get my ears pierced and, I, and all these girls would go to claire's to get their ears pierced and i remember being like holy shit I would not have the fucking balls to go and be, like, stick a needle in my ear right now. Like, I just wouldn't do it.
0: So when you were really young, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: how did you keep your ears from healing up? Did your...
1: I always had earrings in my ear.
0: Your your parents just made sure you always had earrings on, I guess?
1: Yeah. It was just a normal... I know it sounds weird, but it's just a normal part of life, like, having earrings. And then sometimes... I think the first time I went without earrings for a while was, like, when I was maybe 10 or 11 when I got rid of, like, the earrings my mom were putting in me and I got to put on whatever earrings I wanted to. And then it was, like, two or three weeks when I realized, like, oh, shit, i haven't put on earrings. I got to put them on so my whole stone, like, <laughs> clog up. It was, like, yeah. I'm fucking not doing that shit.
0: Yeah, and they're, like you said, they're such a big part of certain cultures,
1: right Mm -hmm. but you know and they they really really are like it goes without saying but like on the other side i saw my niece when she got her ears pierced and she was i mean poor baby she was crying for like 10 minutes and so like that's really shitty it's like i'm gonna subject my kid to some pain for something that i hope she um enjoys further down the line
0: and then you know but also like Sorry, I no, 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 cut no, 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 you off. Ahead. But it's so, th- like you're saying on one half, it's so they don't have to deal with the pain later on. Mm-hmm. But isn't a big part of it is so you can have, like, the pictures with your baby with earrings in, and, like, I, when you. Yeah, definitely. And, like, when they're young and you, like, dress them up for stuff, they have the earrings in. Oh, and,
1: yeah, dude, I did. I had my little shadow uh, Days outfit with my. Yeah. Yeah. Gold <laughs> hues. I mean,
0: th- that's the only explanation I see for doing it. When they're three weeks old, like, if you're talking about...
1: Oh, or even up until a year or two, though. Right. Like I wouldn't want my kid to remember getting I know, but that's fears. what I'm saying.
0: If you're trying to save them the of remembering the pain, there's no... The only difference between three weeks old and a year old or a year and a half... It's
1: a pure vanity. <laughs> is the vanity
0: aspect <laughs> of it, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've never seen... 90% of Mexican girls when I was young had their ears pierced, like mm-hmm. five. Like, it's just a thing. But you don't have to agree also, at least in my opinion. You can disagree with the culture and how they hurt people and not be racist, you know? So it's But
0: like, it's just weird to me that this is this guy's bridge, but he's not like... Is he charging up the Jewish guy in the office because they're like circumcising boys or like
1: that's a re- that's something that I actually wanted to bring up. So I mean, what is your actual opinion with piercing ears and circumcision? Because you could you could put them in the same realm. I mean, they're 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 different pillars on that realm. Mm-hmm. But
0: well, so you said we've talked about this before, and I'm pretty sure when we had this conversation before, I was like, yeah, it's weird that they're piercing babies' ears, like. I have not had my ears pierced so I don't know the pain of it. But
1: I was gonna say you didn't, you never got one in high school. <laughs> I'm I'm no. touching it I feel like that's a guy thing to a millennial guy thing to do, just to get one pierced and be like Meh, and yeah. then it just closes up.
0: No. I mean that was never my thing, but I think also when we were in high school there was more oh, of a stigma, it That's when you were you're gay, yeah. Ears pierced quote or quote unquote. Or you were like some punk rock guy. Oh or, right. One
1: or the other. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean especially if you're like a white guy, I know like That's this true. is a cultural thing, obviously, this is why we're talking about I knew it and you're
1: a lot of hispanic guys you ahead
0: right, so again, when we talked about it before, I think I was saying I thought it was weird, and I think like talking about it now, I still feel a little bit that way like but and and as I was alluding to before, obviously, if you're doing it in my opinion, if you're doing it three weeks like you said your parents pierced yours, that seems to me like a purely like vanity like image type thing. To have the photos of like your baby with earrings mm-hmm. and they're dressed up and if we take them to church when they're like six months old and like they have their cute outfit and they have their <laughs> earrings. So that's what that seems like to me. Like Yeah. If you're doing it just to spare your kid the pain it can be done, you know, anytime probably before like a couple years old. They're not gonna remember it. Even like
1: four three. Three or four. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um and and then also in the end, like, is it really that painful? I don't know, as somebody that hasn't had it done. As but, somebody
1: who watched the parent trap on Repeat as a child, <laughs> it looked pretty fucking painful. <laughs> Do you want me to stick a needle through here right now?
0: But I mean they put some but I've also heard people say like they, it didn't really hurt that bad. They put some ice on it, and it was fine. Regardless of all mm-hmm. of that, the way this guy is reacting is, like, completely insane. Whether or not you're in an office or not, just like, dude, this is their cultural thing. Like, she couldn't do anything about what happened to her when she was a baby.
1: That's true. And she wasn't, like, saying, I I think that everybody should have their ears pierced. And the- I don't...
0: In the grand scheme of things, it's not like they're, like, binding her feet or circumcising them, like...
1: Yeah, so you know, would you like, say that if it was circumcision... Like, what she
0: said, it can heal back. Like, it's a little simple puncture. The baby's not... Like, she's not going to remember it. Yeah. You know? Like, babies get all types of work done on them because they need, like... You get tubes put in your ears. You yeah. get like all these. Dude, things when I you. think
1: about the fact that there was a time up until the eighties when babies didn't go under anesthesia because they thought they didn't feel pain, that blows my fucking mind. Yeah, like Scotty <laughs> like, needs remember to chill it. out.
0: Um the circumcision thing <laughs> I say this as a circumcised male.
1: <gasps> it's here on record, guys. You wanted to know. We got like, the D. Like
0: <laughs> most American-born children, like eighty
1: percent of American-born American-born boys I've, in your time.
0: <laughs> I've gone back and forth on the idea of circumcision, and like I still don't know if I'm completely decided on it. Same, but to from this guy's perspective, like if he's going to say, "Oh, this is like inhumane that they're subjecting these little girls to pain by piercing their ears," like why isn't he outside? like, hospitals protesting, like, circumcisions on newborn boys.
1: I agree, but also to to,
0: to be... Because that's permanent. Like like OP said, her ears can heal right up. It's not the end of the world. If you get a piece of your body removed, it's gone forever.
1: In defense of... That's true. In defense of that guy, I will say that just because you don't go on a fucking protesting march about the injustices of everything that you do or do not disagree with doesn't mean that you don't have an opinion based on, like...
0: That was an extreme example. And maybe this guy does, like, not believe in circumcision, but to me it just seems like...
1: He's trying to sort of... A guy that's,
0: like, bashing another culture.
1: Yeah, I sort of feel the same way. Um... I don't believe in harming kids for for like just for your own sake. So I in a in a fictional world where I would have kids, I probably wouldn't get their ears pierced. Although there would be a small part of me that would be like, but why not? Um, but I also don't think it's like on the same level as like a fucking genocide. Like just chill, dude. And in reference to, to uh, that guy that was talking to Op, he continued to pursue this topic to a point where other people felt they had yeah, to get involved. Yeah, so inappropriate. Yeah, it was
0: really, Especially really weird. Especially in the workplace.
1: Like. So, um, I'm gonna go with OP, you're not the asshole. But, also, I don't know, is there something to be said for letting somebody maybe just do what they want to do with their own body?
0: And she wasn't even the one that brought it up with HR, right? Like it no, was it was a
1: co-worker. So, uh, so, I could
0: see like people saying maybe asshole for OP if she was like,
1: I'm going to do it. If yeah. she
0: was, like, trying to get this guy fired over this one thing. Yeah, that's insane. But, and like...
1: If somebody else was trying to do it, though, it seems like it was but, going to a bad place. But,
0: right. Like, if it was... If it got to a point where other people were uncomfortable enough about it, like, on her behalf to tell HR... hmm Yeah. Then, like... I I say definitely not the asshole for her. Like, she was literally just talking to this guy about, like, her culture and experiences behind it.
1: Yeah. So, moving on to post number two here, Austin's turn. We're doing this thing recently where he picks his own post and I pick mine. So, um, it's, a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a mystery as he reads.
0: So, in the past, Elisa used to... Um,
1: Graciously.
0: <laughs> being the ex- excellent <laughs> producer that she is, she would, um, she would give me... Uh, options. Some options to choose from... Um, but sometimes I was too picky, so now I just go out and find them on my own. Oh, I'm
1: glad he said it.
0: <laughs> so, this first post comes to us.
1: Second post, actually.
0: Correct. First of my posts, second of the episode's posts. This comes to us from user Downtown Crew. Am I the asshole for asking for a certain ethnicity employee serve me? I'm Canadian-Italian. While I speak English, my parents do not. Growing up, I spoke Italian at home and English at school. I used to live in a neighborhood in Toronto with a predominant Italian population. Our childhood grocery store was Italian-run, and while you could make do in English shopping there, you can forget about the patisserie counter, deli counter, etc., unless you spoke at least some proficiency in Italian. Pointing at food only got you so far since many of the employees spoke Italian first. It's been 25 years since I've been to this grocer, and for some nostalgia's sake, as well as I had some errands in Toronto, I drove up and thought I'd surprise my husband back home with some nice cold cuts and pastries from my old stomping grounds. I'm doing my shopping and can tell things have changed. I know the grocer is still family-run, but a lot of the employees are no longer Italian. This is whatever. I do my shopping... (laughs) and get to the deli counter and start asking for some specific things and half the things I wanted the employee doesn't know what it is or cannot find it this employee is an Italian so I ask her if there's an Italian employee who can help me this would go a lot faster and smoother if I can ask for what I want in Italian plus an Italian employee is going to know every single thing I asked for and where to find it a lot of a, a lot of products have Italian names Or I don't know the name, but can describe it well enough in Italian. I guess my request was taken abrasive, but she ended up calling over someone who could uh, speak Italian, and and off we go. The first employee told me it was rude to speak in a different language in their presence, and she assumed I was talking about her without her knowing. She said it was racist to assume she couldn't do her job because of her ethnicity slash language. I just wanted some cold cuts. Was I the (laughs) asshole?
1: I'm sorry, I don't know why, but I just wanted some cold cuts like, should be on a t-shirt. Like, it's so weird. Uh, I am Mexican. I also look Mexican, so I got the two things going for me. I'm Mexican-American, and I look it. But, dude, someone in Spanish, too, at UT could school my ass on some Spanish. I swear to God. So you're just
0: trying to say, like, if somebody asked, I'm trying, for,
1: to, I was trying to say it in a dramatic way, but go okay. ahead. Okay,
0: <laughs> are you trying to say if you were in this scenario, someone if someone were asking for, to to speak to a Mexican employee, thinking they might be able to speak Spanish to them, like you would not be able to help them? Is that what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, I'm
1: definitely trying to say that. I mm-hmm. think it's a really racist, a very inherently or rather not inherently. I'm sorry, like a very. Um, I didn't know I was being racist thing to be like i need somebody who want who knows how to speak italian so therefore i must have an italian person speak to me not a white person who knows italian not Mm -hmm. an italian person who happens to know italian Mm -hmm. but they have to be italian because if they're italian then they'll know it all they'll know the cold cuts they'll know the salami like it's just insane it just it really it so this really is what pisses a, me off. this
0: is what a lot of comments were saying. So this is why I wanted to do this post. This was under the um, controversial or whatever. Ooh. So does it, it does that still apply because she is Italian herself? Yeah. Because so. it because it seems like she has somewhat of a language barrier herself because she said she can describe some of the things better. Uh, Op said that they could. Describe some things better in Italian.
1: I would take it oh, I, I think I wouldn't be as abrasive with OP if she herself was Italian. But the way she talks about it was that...
0: She, she is. She says she's Canadian-Italian. Okay. And her parents don't speak English. Right. So she grew up speaking Italian and Eng- at home.
1: Okay. Um, okay. And English. And English. I guess...
0: She speak, She spoke English at school, I but de- Italian at home. Okay,
1: the, yes. So I guess like what I'm trying to say is if she didn't know any English and she only spoke Italian, to be like, can I speak to an Italian? To me, would it would be like, that's the understanding that the Italian person knows Italian. But right. But for some reason, the way she's wording it, mm-hmm. it makes it seem like, well, only an Italian, regardless if they grew up speaking English or some other language, but because they're Italian, will be able to get me better. Like, they'll understand. Yeah. And I don't know. It just sort of comes across as a little... I don't know what it is. I think it's because I'm, again, getting a little bit triggered by, like, the... Mm -hmm. But it just sort of seems like she doesn't understand that there are people out there.
0: Well, so... Especially
1: in the deli of the sort.
0: Yeah. So... This is precisely why I wanted to do this post because um, – so I read the post and then I was going yeah. through the, looking at some of the comments and a lot of people were reacting how you were. And to be honest, like I was a little surprised by the strong response from people because while I do understand that asking for someone of a specific – Like, background is different than asking somebody that can speak a specific language. Yeah. And that's completely fair. Like, my thought from reading it was, like, that OP thought that that's what she was saying. Like, Uh, she...
1: I don't think so. But maybe you're right.
0: Because, like, I... For a language like Italian in the U.S., I don't think it's a common language that people know if they're not Italian.
1: Yeah. Like, it's
0: not like...
1: It's not Spanish. It's
0: not like you're in Texas and you learn Spanish because of the convenience of knowing Spanish in a state where a lot of the people speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. Like, Italian is just not that, you know?
1: Yeah. No, you're right. So...
0: And it, and so and also for somebody that grew up going to the same store and was used to there being like an Italian staff and it's owned by an Italian family, I was surprised to see the response because like that was just who she had been used to being serving, served by in the store or assisted by. Granted, it was 25 years ago. Yeah. But like that was who she was used to being able to help her get all the things that she wanted and then she goes back in and whoever was helping her clearly there was a disconnect
1: yeah Uh,
0: so this is i'm so i'm glad i brought it up i'm glad that you have this different perspective because i was really surprised um uh she op was labeled asshole and so i was Mm. like
1: i'm surprised it wasn't like and and, it was complete asshole actually
0: and and pretty much like all of the i don't know if the controversial ones get locked out or Mm -hmm. what but like all of the, I don't know, I only looked at like the top 10, but all of them were saying like, well, you should have asked for an Italian speaker, which I, is exactly what you said. I
1: have to wonder if the people who gravitate to a post like this, not to like shine light on me or like be like, I'm different, have this like reaction because there's something
0: that, Well, I think the title also didn't help. Wh- what is it again? At, am I the asshole for oh, asking yeah. for a certain ethnicity employee to serve well, me?
1: Okay, so if they're putting ethnicity, right, that definitely means they yeah. want an Italian, and right. that is fucked up. That's but, it, Like, I feel like that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Um, no, it
0: might. So I, I don't know. I mixed. I'm also somebody that hasn't ever had one of these experiences mm-hmm. because, like, OP, this person, they have a, um, you know, they're an italian canadian background so they're growing up in a home where their parents are italian and so in any culture where you have a different background from where you reside there's different cuisine aspects to that Mm -hmm. so from her perspective like the people that understand this cuisine the most are, like, from where her family is from, I guess.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's a really good point. It's not as it's not like a, a racism or ethnicity thing as much as it is uh, an understanding of, like, the food and the culture or, right. you know, something of that. But my thing is I also think regardless of the wanting an Italian to, I guess, quote-unquote, serve her, is I sort of felt because – op saw this girl was white when she didn't do the best job and she probably didn't do a great job it was like well, oh. i don't
0: think she ever specified like the race of this person
1: okay so maybe i put white on her mm-hmm. but and that's not right but there was something
0: um, but i was gonna say like to be fair from the other side like if there's if they have a deli in this grocer there's probably somebody there that understands the meats maybe better than the person that was helping her. And they don't necessarily have to be Italian.
1: Yeah. That's, you know, I,
0: I do think that
1: you can ask for like, a th- butcher, like somebody, I guess somebody who just like
0: knows their shit. Like it can be a right. bad
1: employee but, that's just happens to not be Italian. Yeah.
0: One, the one thing that I was sympathetic to OP was when she was saying she felt like she could describe the stuff better in Italian and some of the stuff might be stuff she hasn't been able to get since she was, you know, in that area. If they have, like, culture-specific cuisine.
1: And it is, if it's an Italian deli, right, as she says, and it's very specific type of place. It's not like just going to your grocery store at a deli and then mm-hmm. being like, can I ask someone, to, like, can I get someone Italian? And it's like, what the fuck? Like, that's so weird. Um, it's really weird to ask someone, like, any, like, can I get a certain ethnicity for anything?
0: Right. I mean, like, it's definitely jarring to ask for it in that way. Like, could I see whatever?
1: You're equating right. ethnicity with with language, mm-hmm. and that those aren't simultaneous things. Right. And then you're equating like ethnicity with culture, and those aren't simultaneous things either. No. And so I think that's just an ignorance of OP.
0: Yeah, my, sorry. No, I mean, I just,
1: I mean, I feel like I can, I feel like I like sort of live it sometimes.
0: My perspective on it as someone, again, who's never dealt with this was that she's, so she has, she said she hasn't been to this place in 25 years. So I'm assuming she's like a middle-aged person, Mm -hmm. at least like in her forties. So she, and also somebody that's uh, grown up in a house that was only Italian speaking, like I think she just equates my perspective when I read it. Yeah. Was that she equates saying Italian to be an umbrella statement for like an Italian speaker that like I can talk to about this stuff.
1: Maybe. I mean the ethnicity words because not her, because
0: exactly. But uh, you're right. But because she is someone that probably grew up in an environment where the only people who spoke Italian were the other Italians around her. Yeah. And went to this grocer that was Italian run, just like assumed if there was an Italian there still, they would speak Italian.
1: I mean, the context would be great, right? If we could get that context, yeah. I could be like, okay, I, mm-hmm. I sort of get that. And you No, know, yeah,
0: I'm definitely reading into I'm it I'm 2020,
1: so I'm over, yeah. like I'm in 2020 rather, so I'm over here being like, well doesn't ever cross your mind that other people would like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm down the rabbit hole of political correctness only because in my brain, I'm not talking about Italian, but talking about Spanish. So I totally understand like where you're coming from. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, sometimes I just don't like people's tone. And I'm getting, I'm, I mean, I'm giving OP the I'm, asshole in this one. I'm really
0: happy I brought it up because I, like I said, I was surprised by like the direct asshole comments and mm. that was what your immediate reaction was so that was
1: maybe a reaction but i think there's like room to play i mm. see where you're coming from and i see where she would be coming from but there's like there's not enough explanation to justify that right so op
0: you're the mm. asshole so the last thing that i want to say about like the mm. analysis part of it
1: yeah sorry I, I didn't um
0: i i think if this was like 10 or 15 years ago nobody would care about that asking for a specific ethnicity, especially if she were, like, Italian. She's Italian herself. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's partially, like, of the times. But I'm, I'm not saying that, like, I have a problem with the state of the progressiveness of the world at all. I was just saying I yeah. think that's just how the, how it is in this situation.
1: Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I think it's a, it is a product of time.
0: Right. And... and So that's why I was, like, a little sympathetic to... I think she is a little bit older of a person, and that's, like... But regardless of all that, I'm going to say everyone sucks because uh, I agree with you and other people about... After talking about it, that, like, there's obviously other people in the store Mm -hmm. that maybe they're not Italian but can still help her, Mm -hmm. but also I think that, like, she's just grocery shopping and she wants help. She also, like, to be fair for her, like, she gave this employee a chance. She wasn't just immediately, like, I need to see an Italian. No, you're right, that's a really good
1: point. That
0: person couldn't help her, and she was used to being helped by an Italian in the store and thought she could describe it well. Yeah. The reason that I want to say everyone sucks is because...
1: Oh, someone told her she was rude, right? that, That
0: employee, after getting somebody else who was able to help her was accusing her, uh, saying it was rude to speak a different language in front of her.
1: Oh, yeah, um, I forgot to talk about that, because I was too focused on OP. And
0: then assume that OP was talking about her.
1: That is, yeah, that woman's a fucking It was racist
0: to assume that she couldn't do her job because of her ethnicity or language, when in fact, OP only asked for, uh extra assistance when the original employee wasn't able to help her.
1: Okay, so I'm 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 dialing back and saying so that, everyone sucks too, but just because of that. That's I still why think I was really okay.
0: surprised by the some of the response
1: i think it's because people were were so in on op for not realizing what was going on in the first part of the post Mm -hmm. that they sort of ignored the second part any person is like are you talking about me when someone else is speaking a different language they are almost 99 percent racist yeah that is like undoubtedly a thing (laughs) Like, it's so weird when other people get, like, fucking paranoid about someone speaking a language other than English in this country. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So I definitely am – I'm not going to, like, call her just an asshole. That's why I said everyone sucks. Okay. And I was really surprised by the – like I said, the strong response of of calling her just an asshole. Yeah, I think we've talked about
1: this one. <laughs> well, no, I'm glad you mentioned that because but, I say everyone sucks too, specifically for that woman right. saying that. But I still think that, OP's oh, the asshole, but in the reality situation. There we go. Mm-hmm. All right, so post number three. This is an interesting post because Austin and I were supposed to record last week. That's no one's fault but our own. And... um I found this post, and I was excited about talking to it. And then I sort of became a hunter and gatherer for this post today. Um, I couldn't find it. So I had to go back into my history on my computer. Finally, I found it. And I realized the reason why I couldn't pick it up in a Google search was because it had been deleted. But rest assured, I found it. On two other subreddits. So I will read it from there. Quest number three comes to us from rather their original name was Professional Cause 463. Would I be the asshole for letting my son bury himself in lies just so I can punish him harder?
0: I thought you were gonna say bury himself alive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god. Can you imagine? Because, like, it goes from funny to dark real quick. (laughs) My son just turned 12, and I switched to a new phone company. My son had a dinky little used phone that could not be used. Okay. And the only phones they had available were $300. The plans are cheaper, so I save money in the long run. I told my son that all the cell phone rules apply, but there was a new one. He either had to have his phone literally on him or in his backpack outside of the house. No exceptions. I don't want him to end up losing or getting a $300 phone stolen. He agreed. I went to pick him up from... Wait, so-
0: sorry. How how old is this son? Oh, 12. Okay.
1: I went to pick him up from soccer practice at park and what do I see? His backpack with his phone on top. Anyone could have swiped it. I was pissed, so I took his phone and turned it off. When we were driving, he didn't seem to think anything was amiss until we got home and he started going through his backpack. He ran to his room. I went to bring him a towel for a shower and he all, typo I guess, anything in his backpack thrown all over the room. Before he went to bed, I reminded him to turn on his cell phone alarm so he didn't oversleep and he said fine. Strike one, he overslept. Strike two, he lied and said his phone didn't turn on. I took him to school and said I would text him later on and he said I didn't have to. I said I did and expected him to text me back. This is a rule regardless of the situation. Strike three, he didn't text me back. I asked him why he didn't text me back and he said he didn't hear the notification. Strike four, he lied to me. I asked him if he was lying to me. Because the worst thing you can do is lie to your father. He swore he was not lying. Strike five. Lying about lying to me. He then started asking me if his phone had insurance in case it went missing. And I said, no. I asked him if he lost his phone. and He said, no. Strike five. Lying. I told him to show me his phone because clearly he was hiding something and not being honest. He said he left his phone in his locker at school. Strike six. Lying. I said, that's fine. I'll walk with him to school tomorrow and he can show it to me. The next morning, I... is still going, guys. The next morning, I parked my car with him at his school and he had a fit about coming into his school. He said I didn't have to. I said I paid taxes for his school and he can go if I want, if I can go if I want to. Had he, just put, had he just put out his damn alarm on his phone, then none of this would happen. My son started crying, and admitted he lost his phone. I asked him why he didn't say something, and he said he didn't want to get into trouble. I asked him why he left it, and he said soccer practice. I asked him where, and he said in his backpack. I asked him in or outside. He said inside. Strike seven line. I pulled his <laughs> phone from my glove compartment, and he asked me where I found it. I said I found it on his backpack at soccer practice where someone could have stolen it. He asked for it back, and I said, sure, but he was going to be punished for every lie, disrespectful act, over the last two days to teach him a lesson. People said the experience was punishing enough, but I am thinking two weeks of being grounded. I'm more upset he lied than anything. Edit. His backpack was far away from his practice site, and his phone was just sitting there. Am I the asshole?
0: Oh, my God. This this guy is, like, the person that knows every penny that someone's ever owed him. Strike one. (laughs) Strike two. God. Before diving into the actual, like, substance of the post, I'm just amazed, like, I'm continuously amazed at the kids getting phones early and earlier nowadays.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like 12, if I ever had a kid, 12 would be the earliest I'd give him a phone. That's I think that that's- that
0: res- What is that?
1: That's a responsibility you can take Seventh on. Seventh grade? Seventh grade. That's okay. when I got my first phone. Things happen, yeah. but like, so it's not fucking fourth grade like some kids I know, who I remain nameless, but aren't in my family.
0: I got, I think I got mine at the very end of eighth grade.
1: I got mine in the middle of seven No, oh, halfway through 8th I don't grade. think that's crazy yeah. because you're already doing activities on your own. But um, also... If you don't have internet The
0: capability of, like, smartphones these well, if days. You, if
1: you don't have an accessible portal to porn, yeah. I don't think that that's that crazy. But not even
0: just porn. Like, there's so much more impressionable stuff if you have access to the internet and apps and things. I you know?
1: would sort of... I mean, this is away from the post, but I think I would not allow um i would have no internet on the phone if i could maybe like texting
0: yeah
1: phone calls old school style and then
0: like social media no yeah social media have i told you why i got a cell phone for the first time
1: oh yeah because you got left you didn't get picked up you walked home it was some like sob story what happened yeah
0: so i had wanted a cell phone i was in eighth grade I was going to say 8th grade is when I first started remembering some of my classmates getting phones. Yeah. Um, Some probably had them in 7th grade too, but around that time. But yeah, I had detention. But that was
1: also a product of the times, not of the age.
0: Right, yeah, product of the times.
1: It wasn't like, oh, we grant you with a phone because you're this age. It was like, oh, phones are around. Are becoming more
0: accessible, a little cheaper. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I had after-school detention, which was a... thing that I had in middle school sometimes. I didn't know how to act at that age.
1: <laughs> what were you doing? How were you, like, I don't think we've heard about why you landed in detention, just the story afterwards.
0: Well, I, at that age, I didn't really know how to make friends, so I was, like, sort of thought, like, being, like, a class clown was, like, the way to go about it. So
1: you just made your teacher's life hell.
0: The times that I got the most in trouble in middle school was truly, like, not super my fault Mm -hmm. so the first time and I don't I don't know between these two occurrences which is the reason I stayed after school like for detention and this instance
1: readers digest this for us
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm bad at succinctly telling stories
1: well only because it now moved moved on to a story that I'm almost positive having edited this podcast has been told on this podcast before
0: but the first time (laughs) these kids on the other side of the room were flicking a pencil back and forth (laughs) yes and they flicked it over to me. I'm fucking doing my actual work. Mm. I flicked their pencil back because that's what they'd been doing to each other. It nails this kid in the eye.
1: That's crazy. And Also, you literally could have blinded someone.
0: Okay, but this kid was my friend. I'm like, was he? yeah, we played hockey together.
1: At the start of every great relationship.
0: So I'm like... Dude, your eye is fine, like, clearly. <laughs>
1: okay. You tell him how his eyes feel.
0: Like, please don't say anything about it, because I'm going to get in trouble. When y'all were the ones that were messing around in class, I was, like, throwing your pencil back. Well, he goes out in the hallway and is crying, so some teacher Probably asked cause him. because
1: his eye hurts, you ass.
0: He was fine the next day. It was no big deal.
1: Then you go into detention.
0: So I went to detention. The second time... I flicked a paper football in the same class and hit the same kid in the eye. That's so in the in the eye. In <laughs> the face That's or so close to the eye. Up. And you the teacher, this was health class. The teacher was the chillest teacher I had in middle school, and he literally said to me like, "I have to send you to the office." <laughs> so it was one of those instances. I stayed after school. My mom didn't come and pick me up. I'm like sitting there for like thirty minutes or an hour. It was like an hour. The last teacher there is, like, wow, I have to leave wow, to pick up wow. my kids. So I just walk, start walking home. It's, like, miles and miles. And my mom sees me on the side of the road, like, a mile or two away from school.
1: I can't believe that. Like, I, I applaud and the I was, teacher for being, like, I don't care. I have my own family. But also at the same time, like, knowing that if you had fucking got kidnapped and, like, assaulted or something, she would have been fucked.
0: Um... Well, that was the thing. I think the teacher wasn't even like the one doing detention. It was just someone. It was my theater teacher. I think he was just still at school, and he saw me when he was leaving. Mm-hmm. And the school doors were locked. everyone was gone. So I was like, "Well, if you would have, if I had a phone, we I could have known that you were coming late. I thought something happened, and then I got a phone. This is a long story. And
1: this, <laughs> this is, is all getting cut out. Austin's <laughs> life." Like sand through the hourglass. So are the days of Austin's mediocre life. Uh, (laughs) I'm kidding. So I'm a part of that mediocre life. So, you know, I think my parents wish to be this guy. Because it's so, it's so a level up.
0: This isn't your parents? Just remembering all the strikes?
1: Oh, you know, oh yes. (laughs) Oh yes. (laughs) My parents remember all the strikes in their mind. But I, but this guy is specifically attaching them to this kid losing their phone.
0: Also, he caused all the strikes.
1: My strikes—that <laughs> yeah, is—that is very true and should not be forgotten.
0: Yeah, I think the most fucked up thing is like he caused this. Like he was the one that took the phone away. Just tell your,
1: up. just <laughs> tell your
0: kid, like a twelve-year-old, like doesn't know how to handle this. They're just immediately freaking out. That they lost it like their parents talked to them about and they're going to get in trouble. So they're going to keep looking for it and try to make up excuses. A 12-year-old is not going to own up to that right away. Like don't just take it and try to manipulate him into like telling you that he lost it. Do
1: you think you owned up to anything at 12 years old?
0: No. Absolutely absolutely not. not. (laughs) I would have done exactly what this kid did. I would have kept just trying to buy time. And and the hopes that I would eventually find it, if or I like one of my friends had it.
1: My own phone. Yeah, that's how much I wouldn't exactly. Want to
0: get in trouble. And then like this fucking dad is just tallying everything on a whiteboard, like he's gonna give him beatings for like every lie he made. Well,
1: funny you should say that. Really. So I'm not funny. That was not funny at all. But <laughs> the reason why this post was deleted was. I could only imagine was because OP was like, people don't think I'm in the right. I mean, people were trashing the shit out of him. I don't mean to give away all my cards here, but this guy's a fucking jerk. The reason why I found this post was because it was put on a subreddit that I had absolutely no idea existed called Am I the Devil? Oh, jeez. And it was Am I the Devil for emotionally and mentally abusing my child.
0: Yeah, it's total it, manipulation. It
1: was like... As I continue reading
0: it... Because he's, like, prying his kid into telling these lies under his guise of trying to get his kid to, like, admit to being neglectful with the phone. Like, just point... When you walk up in the park and see that your kid at soccer practice has his phone out, tell him there, like... Hey, you left your phone out. I'm going to ground you for two weeks. Don't do all this, like, manipulation bullshit.
1: Or even be like... Right, because as much as you want to be like, it's so easy to not leave your phone out. For a 12-year-old, it's probably not. So if you really wanted to go the fucking... I don't know, like, leave it to beaver route where there's, like, a whole episode devoted to this. If you wanted to take it and then in the car be like... Look, like you didn't even realize that your phone was gone. This is why you can't leave it out. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but this is the reason why. Like, I, I'm going to try to, I'm going to ground you for so many days, or I hope this is a lesson to maybe try to be better about it. But it's like, he takes glee out of his son's, like, pain. It's so fucked up.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's terrible. Like, it's total, like, emotional abuse.
1: Um, because
0: you know this kid is just, like, constantly freaking out.
1: Oh, for yeah. these days that
0: his dad is, like, talking to him about this stuff.
1: He also admits in his post-history to smacking his kid. Real nice. I did not know about this until tonight, like, until, like, 20 minutes ago when I read it. I'm trying to remember. Um,
0: Just, like, counting yeah. the strike. Nobody counts past strike three. And, like... No. So that... This is, like, bringing up memories for me because I rem- <laughs> I remember like my mom saying like strike 1 strike 2 strike got 3 strikes
1: i didn't get strikes i just got
0: and i and i thought it was like the most annoying like annoying. shit in the world i'm like okay like you don't have to like grandstand here But like
1: that is a grandstand that's really shitty.
0: Like this guy going fucking strike eight, like (laughs) calm down, dude.
1: Also, who is he doing it to? It doesn't seem like he's talking to his wife. He's not talking to anybody else about it. He's like there's not somebody else in the situation that's like maybe he'll end up telling you. It's like he's do again, he's doing it for the satisfaction of being able to be like to
0: justify his anger.
1: Right. Like, exactly. you're
0: not teaching your kid a lesson. You're just teaching him to be terrified of you and, like, and, not trust you.
1: Um, So.
0: Because, like, you're lying to him also by taking it away and then not saying anything about it.
1: So someone put on Am I the Devil? <laughs> Great little crossover here on our pod. Don't make your kids so scared of you that they feel they have to lie and break down in tears. Don't. Set them up for, like, ten strikes and compound the suffering. People like this should not procreate, which I completely agree with. Edit. Just look through OP's comments and, verbatim his comment, he's gotten himself smacked a few times. LOL.
0: Jesus.
1: Dude, and that's why he's I don't too even sc- like kids, but I'll fucking adopt you. Like, that's like why- come to me, child. <laughs> we will be the best. This is why
0: he's, like, too scared to talk to you about anything until he's, like, absolutely has to.
1: It's just, like, it just, oh, man. You know, I knew we were going to pretty much agree on this. I hoped, obviously, we would. But it sort of, again, reminded me of just the most insane version of my parents. It was, like, my parents could be on crack. Um. I also lost, I also had a cell phone incident in middle school. And I'm going to say it because you said yours. I got one in seventh grade and then a kid from my really privileged Catholic school whose parent was in the cartel. Allegedly. Oh, sorry. Allegedly. (laughs) He actually had a house right by the school and there was one of those, like a dummy whatever
0: okay
1: so anyway
0: i can't think of the name you know what i'm talking about though
1: thank you (laughs) so i was in fake body fake body i was in the learning center and um i went there because i have add so i got more time on my tests and shit he was there too and he was the only person who came into the room with me and my cell phone was in the little pocket like basically right there for anyone
0: The little water bottle pocket on the side of the backpack? No,
1: no, no, no. no. It was actually hidden. It was hidden. And he went in and stole it. I knew it was him because the second I got out of class, I like wanted a pen from that same pocket and it wasn't there anymore. And I told my parents that it was him and they were pissed. So they were pissed at me. For a cartel kid stealing my phone.
0: Wait, they were pissed at you? They weren't upset that this kid stole it?
1: No, dude. They were pissed at me.
0: What? That's how that shit goes
1: down. It was both things.
0: That sucks. I'm sorry.
1: It's okay. So what is our consensus?
0: Uh, Devil. I'm going
1: to start using that instead of you are the asshole. You are the devil. (laughs) Also, I can't wait to fucking just cruise this subreddit later in life.
0: All right. Post number four comes to us from throwaway 2837820203
1: have more fucking numbers please
0: and apparently 16 more digits and it just says 16 more Jesus Christ <laughs> Am I the asshole for mocking my brother for getting rejected by his dream college that I got into because he keeps tormenting me over it My brother Jake 18 male and I 17 female have the same dream college H University I'm going to go out on a limb and assume this might mean Harvard University.
1: Yeah, it's got to be Harvard, right? Like, what else would it be? Howard?
0: Maybe. Also, in case you're confused by the ages, we're one and a half years apart, but I skipped a grade, so we were in the same grade for nearly our entire life. Oh, my
1: God. He was probably so mad about that.
0: (laughs) Jake was way more passionate about H-Uni than I was. He had several H-Merch clothing and kind of just assumed he was going there. For example, in conversations, he'd say things like, Once I'm at H, or, After I go to H, my plan is. Basically, his life plan rested on him going to H. Jake and I got along pretty well. We'd sometimes give each other advice or study together. However, during college app session, season, sorry, he got super competitive once he realized I was also applying to H. He'd refuse to study together, look over each other's essays, and he'd constantly tell me to not even bother applying. Then decisions came out, and we opened them at the same time. That's a bad move, guys. Yeah, terrible. That
1: fucking terrible <laughs> move.
0: I was accepted, and he was rejected. Jake had a massive panic attack, and instead of celebrating my acceptance with my family, I sat in my room all day because Jake would get furious when he saw me. I once even caught him trying to unlock my laptop to decline my offer since his friend DM'd me to warn me that he had been talking about doing that. My parents Fine. obviously punished him for that, which made it so much worse. When my H sweatshirt came in, he screamed at me for showing off. When I just put it in my closet. He told me so many he told so many people that I only got in because I was a girl and that H mixed the siblings up. Honestly, I felt bad for him because I would be crushed if I were him too. Every tri- every time I tried to get him to stop, it got worse. So I just kept tolerating it. I thought it'd be better after the summer once college actually started. It has not. Now it's really set in that he is going to a good, in my opinion, state school and not H.
1: Okay, so H is Harvard. This is insane. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, go on. <laughs>
0: His anger State school. <laughs> His anger is largely compounded by the fact that he's going to the same college that he used to condescend other students about aiming for. My classes start soon, so I've been setting up in our study, which I share with Jake. Both of our rooms are tiny with no room to study in, so we share a study with two desks that face away from each other. Jake cleared out my whole desk and broke my lamp in the process. Oh,
1: my God. (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: He says that I need to study in my room so he can use the study without distractions for his classes. We've always both worn headphones. There's literally no distraction. He just doesn't want to see me taking classes at H.
1: Guys, they're all online right now.
0: (laughs) Sorry. I know. Reading this post, I was like, "Man, this is like so of the times. These kids having to work at home.
1: Dude, that's fucking awful. Yeah. Also, like, mm, pay for state school at this point. She I, shouldn't. She wouldn't have known. She wouldn't have known.
0: I can't imagine like not being able to leave for college. I think I depression.
1: would run away. I think I just run fucking away.
0: I would have fucking burned my parents' house. <laughs> or like,
1: or became burned myself. An, an alcoholic. Yeah.
0: I'm so fucking done. I just want to be proud that I got into this college and actually learned shit without my brother screaming at me about it. Where I might be the asshole. We got into an argument and I told him that of course he got rejected since H didn't take toddlers.
1: I'm sorry. I shouldn't give it away too quickly.
0: (laughs) Total high school sibling, college sibling comment. Definitely. I've also been wearing my H sweatshirt around the house constantly which he gets angry about. He kept bothering me, so I splurred, So I superglued H-rejection letters in the <gasps> drawers of his desk so no. he has to see them when he opens no, them. No, no,
1: no, no, no,
0: no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I tried to slap my leg, and I almost spiked my laptop. awesome
1: oh, literally was enough to pay for a new work laptop oh <laughs> with that bullshit that just happened. <laughs> Wait, is that it? That's it. Oh, Am I the Asshole? They,
0: they, they didn't write it, so I didn't read no, it.
1: No, you have to. Am I am the, the asshole? asshole?
0: It's
1: part of the fucking
0: podcast. Oh, my God. Podcast.
1: Um, I mean, did you ever anybody who ever sort of shit down on a college and then ended up going to it? Because, my God, is that one of the best moments.
0: No, not, not directly like oh. that. Yeah, I don't know if it was um, just the culture of my high school or, like, the aspirations of people. But there were very few people that ever went to, like, Ivy League schools for undergrad. Really? And so, like, I don't think that was, like, talking about going to Ivy League school. Like, I don't think that was a big thing at our college or at my high school. Like, in general, I don't think a ton of people from my high school would go to college. So I, the, one thing that, like, I immediately drew to in this post was her talking about her brother's, like, whole identity was going to this school which like maybe this is unsympathetic of me but like i hated these people when i was young where they're like i get that they're like basically living for college one and they're living for this one school is their whole identity and like it's that or bust And And it's sort of strange
1: because usually that school is like not a representation of anything they need or want to do in life. It's just like the
0: image of it or the thought of it, which if they're talking about Harvard, which we're both assuming, like that's a total thing. Yeah. Like it's just for the image, the prestige. But this happens like in... Texas or in the South, with people wanting to go to certain like football schools, whether it's UT or A and M, because of like I mean, it's a cultural. Let's be honest; it's only UT or A&M get into any other school. <laughs> well, there's people, but I knew people that grew up that were tech fans, and they all yeah, wanted they to go can, there. They can
1: get in there,
0: right? But I'm like I'm
1: just saying, but
0: they, but what I'm saying, I'm not trying
1: to be a dick. I'm just saying those are the whole like no,
0: but these are like people where maybe nobody in their family has gone to okay. college. And, like, they're just attached to these schools because, like, their family has always been tech football fans. Yeah. Or their family has always been OU fans, but none of them ever actually went to OU. yeah. So, like, big, like, football sports universities, I feel like they have that same type of thing. Definitely. Where people are, like, raised in this environment where they like it, and that becomes their, like, entire identity is going to this place.
1: Also, I might add, though, that the, 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 those places end up becoming... Are usually academically pretty great schools, like in terms of your Ohio State, which is actually weirdly a very good school, or like your Michigan. I think,
0: I think I'll, I'll most football no. schools aren't that great, though.
1: But though those are.
0: But if you but the, but that's like two. If you list like and, Alabama and
1: UCLA, USC. But
0: UCLA and USC aren't good at football anymore.
1: I guess you're right. If
0: you like any of the SEC schools. Not very good academically, except for Vanderbilt.
1: I will say this. I did not get into I would not get into LSU. LSU denied me based on my math score.
0: Well, LSU apparently is also like huge on trying to get as many in state people as possible.
1: I've heard this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like some universities like UT obviously are like global universities, Mm -hmm. so they try to attack other people then some state universities are like really focused on in state.
1: I didn't mean to make the thing. I was just so, defending because they're not even about UT, mm-hmm. but there are other public school state right. schools out there that are.
0: Yeah. You know. But I do think it definitely skews to like schools that are big football schools not as good academically.
1: Okay.
0: Either way, I always like didn't like these type of people that their entire identity yeah. was like one college. But I will extend that to say that I also found people annoying that their entire identity was just like going to college. Like
1: I can sympathize with that a little bit more because those people, my people that nobody ever went to college in their family. So most it's like of these a def-
0: people weren't.
1: Oh, well then I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm sorry. But I'm just saying like right. it might be a defining no, factor of somebody's life. Yeah. It's like, oh, a new opportunity and I get that. instead of just like graduating right. and just, you know.
0: But so you asked uh I don't even know what the fuck I asked. Now you asked me earlier if I knew anyone. Oh,
1: who made a big deal about going to an Ivy, but right, then exactly, ended up going. but ended
0: up looking down. I didn't have that particularly, but I had a similar case where I had a lot of people, classmates, like in pre AP and AP classes, that were like snooty about like how serious they took things and like the worst. Um, just like what they were doing i don't know and sort of looked down at people that were more relaxed like about how they handled their coursework and stuff mm-hmm. and like a lot of those same people like ended up going to like equal tier universities that we went to so i was just like we got into college and i'm just like fuck you like you always look down at me for like Quote unquote, having fun in high school or like not taking stuff seriously. And then we're in this, we're in the same type of place, the, if not at the same school. But this reminds
1: me of the movie Book Smart, which we both watched together. And the, yeah. and the, and the protagonist is like this great, like 18 year old girl, but you can tell she's sort of like, she's um, the annoying Michelle Obama of her time. And she's just like, she's really, she tries really hard, but she could also, I assume, unlike Michelle Obama, holds it over other people, mm-hmm. and then like she's talking to these kids.
0: I feel like it's almost like they are like jealous that other people are like
1: right able and to not, and then yeah. and then they're like, oh, well, where are you go? Where are you going? And this like super hipster kid who like has like a, a skateboard or whatever the equivalent is now. Um, is like I'm going to Berkeley, and then the other person's like I'm going to Yale, or like I'm going to MIT, and she's like, "What the fuck!" <laughs> and like loses her shit. Yeah, I feel for this Harvard kid. Where I'm just gonna call I him mean, Harvard But kid.
0: I was this kid's whole identity being like this one school. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is like sort of like a parenting issue because, <laughs> like, while it's good for your kid to have like aspiration, if they if their entire aspiration is set on this one thing that is very hard to achieve and, like, takes not just, like, a great application, but, like, a certain level of, like, luck and, I don't know, like, destiny to get into this place. I think it is. You're setting – they're setting themselves up. You're allowing them to set themselves up for this just complete letdown that this kid has and not – being able to cope with, like, doing something different.
1: Yeah, because, um, you know, the reality is that this, the, that the girl is talking about how, you know, he wasn't going to get into this college or whatever. But, like, we don't really know. She might just be saying that because he's so pissed that he didn't get in. When in reality, if you compare both of their transcripts and extracurricular activities and all that other bullshit they could sort of be in the same realm of the fucking 20,000 people that apply to Harvard. Like, you're right in saying that it's also a, a destiny thing in terms of, like, it's for whatever fucking yeah. reason the person at that fucking table yeah. did or did not pick you Like, to college go.
0: applications are a crapshoot. It's crap shoot.
1: such a crapshoot. Yeah. It means fucking nothing. But it sucks because it's someone's entire life and somebody in their life should have been, like, it's not a defining factor of it. Right. Like, there are other things out there. Like, your life is not over if you don't get into so-and-so place. But as an 18-year-old, that's hard, hard to comprehend.
0: Yeah, and th- then my thought, too, was, like, these, like, parents, the only time they stepped in was... Um, they said at one point they punished him.
1: Yeah, this is going on way too long. It's it's like a it's it's like a sitcom where um they, no responsible parent has intervened.
0: The only time that she said that the parents like punished him was when he allegedly tried to like get into her laptop to decline her offer. Yeah,
1: that's like the last Like that's the l- only time resort. like
0: you're not mad at him for like destroying their study that they're supposed to be working in together or for like Berating her for getting into a school or not being able to celebrate that. I
1: can sympathize with that day finding out and just sort of being your worst and awful self. But she she skipped a grade, joined his year. I'd be sort of pissed if after all of that she ended up getting into the university I wanted to get into the most. But then it just it goes from zero to 100 real fucking quick. Almost like he had a diary of things to do <laughs> if he didn't get in. Like, it gets well, really psycho. That's the
0: opposite. Is, uh, my thought is it's the opposite is he didn't know what to do because he never thought he would be in this situation. But,
1: like, grow but the fuck up. I
0: know, but that's going back to, like, my problem with the parents here.
1: He's still a human. I, when I was 18, I had gone through, like, a breakup. I'd gone through, like, just, like, life. I, but Just life. Okay, I like, mean,
0: I didn't know how to handle shit when I was eighteen. Maybe you
1: were mature. I, I think a lot <laughs> of kids are
0: immature. Maybe you were mature and everybody else isn't. He's
1: I being think that's crazy. What it was. He's being nuts. So
0: I think he's just being a teenager.
1: Absolutely not. But please, go I mean, on.
0: she's gluing the rejection letter into his drawer
1: because he's being fucking crazy. <laughs> he's. No, he no, no no he
0: is he is i'm not saying he's not being crazy
1: at what point do you think no
0: i'm saying but i'm okay. saying i'm saying no not at all like i don't think he and i've already said i didn't ever like these type of people that this kid was okay i'm saying i think his craziness is where it is it's worse like because of ha- what the situation his parent their parents allowed to happen like, with him being so devoted to this school, like, even if it was good for Drive, like, not to have the understanding, hey, it might not happen. And, like, two, to not intervene with any of this shit going on between the two siblings is wild. It's a, she it's, even said...
1: It's a bad parent move. Yeah, It's a bad parent move more than anything else. But also, he's... She
0: She said... Uh, the agency you're refusing
1: to give him as an 18-year-old person... Is nuts, though.
0: So, um, this isn't an update, but it's uh, OP's response to the top comment. Okay. The top comment was After reading what you did, eesh this is escalating. Where are your parents in all of this? For college bound kids, you both need to grow up. And then the OP said, Yeah, valid. I was being a dick. My parents don't want to get involved and think we need to settle it between <laughs> ourselves. If need be, they'll separate us to our rooms and talk to us. Mom to Jake, dad to me. Staying away from each other isn't really possible when you live in the same house, though. Dad usually says things like, just tolerate it. Your brother is hurting right now. But we'll get That's better once, milestone in a few months from talk. No, like, this their is parents, insane. like, suck. This is
1: crazy. I don't care. They
0: need to acknowledge that, like, the son is being an asshole. Like, one, two, their daughter needs to be able to be happy about this and they need to be able to like celebrate both of their kids getting into college like that's a big deal
1: all wonderful things yeah. I'm, I'm with you 75 when like, do i lose you here this whole when do i lose you
0: this whole situation is happening because of the son like okay the daughter only did stuff after like he escalated it crazy like broke her leg. i agree,
1: her I it's agree like, with telling all her this she needs
0: to leave um
1: i don't feel bad for i mean i feel bad for him in the sense where like i feel bad for any person who doesn't get into the college of their choice because it's i mean it's crippling i i mean i remember like not getting into nyu and stuff and being like well there's a dream that just busted right in front of me like that sucks but like this is above and beyond. This is, like, on yeah. the therapist pay grade at this point. No,
0: that, and I, I'm not trying to defend his actions at all. All I was saying was, which I think is evident by this post, their parents are so, like, um, I guess, new age in the sense of, like, we'll let them figure it out. It is so That they're age. allowing all this shit to happen and their son to get to this level of upsetness and to put himself in the place in the first place where he like doesn't know how to handle rejection but you know doesn't like understand that he might not get into this college like even if he does everything he's supposed to do yeah
1: I guess you're right because I always learn with about rejection from my parents like you teach that young and you teach it early like and I'm not I'm not self-deprecating when I say that my parents have always said like you don't get to be the best at everything you don't even get to be the second best i have a feeling he never got taught that he might not just get into a school that he applied to yeah like and so it's like someone should have told him that but also what a strange situation to navigate if you're a parent that um sort of thought Ah, no offense that you you were done with the parenting, parenting at 18. And then now you have both of your kids living with you, going to college in your, like, guest room. They're adult, but they're not. It's so weird. You don't yeah. want to, like, you know?
0: Yeah, it's hard.
1: Because you you don't want to be, like, you guys have but, to talk to I each mean, other.
0: There's, but I feel like there's a line, though. Like, they should realize... That their son's being a brat about this. and Yeah. And that he's making, like, this unhealthy environment for both of their kids. And yeah. that they need to focus on, like, their school now that they're in college. It's so weird. So, like, I understand a mindset of, well, we're going to let them work it out. But that's, like, if one of them, like, stole the other person's food or, like...
1: Yeah. Like, popped up it, in the
0: back it, of their Zoom call with their friends.
1: definitely escalating. Yeah. But I do not think that um, OP's the asshole. OP's the girl, right?
0: Correct. Yeah, the sister.
1: I just... Yeah, putting in rejection notes, it's <laughs> it's really funny. It's mean, but funny. You're at your last straw, and if that's your last straw...
0: And, like, I agree. And then the wearing the sw- sweatshirt around the house... I don't think it's thing, malicious. I mean, that's <laughs> like, it's like petty stuff, but also if we're to believe her, she said she put it in her closet when she first got it because he was like so upset and she only started wearing it once he's like badgering her about everything. This
1: reminds me of the post. I would do the
0: same thing at that age. If somebody was like oh. being a dick to me, I would wear it.
1: Definitely. This reminds me of the post. I'm not, I'm not, I am i do not know if we talked about it. I don't even know if we did it, but I read it at one point. It was a twin, a set of twins, and one of them wanted to get into a Harvard. And the other one didn't think that she had the grades, but like had some extracurricular activities, but definitely didn't have the grades and then had maybe an SAT score. And she got in. The other one didn't. And her family was telling her, you shouldn't go because your sister didn't get in.
0: Damn, that's fucked that's up. It's
1: so fucked up.
0: <laughs> that's terrible. Ob, you're not the asshole. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna say not the asshole. Surprisingly, the consensus was everyone sucks.
1: What? Yeah. Why? Why again? Oh, right, that first. Just that first of, post because of the
0: letters. Just because of her, I guess, reaction to the gluing. You boys. can
1: only take so much,
0: right? Yeah, I mean and especially like that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like at its core, like these all of these issues are happening because of the parents. I know that's a cop out when you're talking about kids. But they're not
1: really kids though.
0: But yeah. But one, like, they're not intervening at all in this situation. And two, like, they like nurtured the mindset that this kid had that he has nothing else in life except for Harvard or H as they call it in this post.
1: Yeah, but like, fuck, not to go back into this, what they did, this kid needs to get over it and start to realize that the world is not like that. And I don't know. I I just sympathy. It's not really there mostly because I think he's kind of a jerk.
0: Yeah, it's tough.
1: So, here we are, a while's in, on our last episode of the season.
0: I thought this was the first episode of the second season. Oh,
1: fuck. You're right. So.
0: Season two, episode one. Season
1: two, episode one.
0: But in reality, episode Episode
1: 23. 23.
0: So, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. You are definitely not the asshole. We're going to do some plugs. We're going to do some plugs.
1: Email us at your the hole at gmail.com. I always say yours spelled the right way. Um, and then there's you're the a hole at Twitter. We've got a pretty good amount of downloads for a podcast that has literally zero uh, marketing.
0: Zero. Um, on those socials, if you've got ideas for flashcards, if you have your own story you want us to judge, if you have... Your own thoughts on any of the posts that we reviewed and you want us to, if you've got maybe a new perspective that oh, you want like us that. to consider. Um, if you've got something you want us to try during the What Are You Drinking Today segment, Ooh. throw that at us. If you have ideas for shitty summary.
1: Yeah, he you watched a bad movie recently.
0: Throw those at us. Um, just, we appreciate any and all interaction.
1: And uh, anything you personally want to plug?
0: Boom. I have plugged all that I have to plug. This pod is my plug.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't really have anything uh, right now either. It is uh, registration season.
0: Oh, yes. I plug registering to vote.
1: Yes. I plug not only registering, but voting once you register. Oh,
0: voting as well.
1: Exercising
0: your rights as an American. Voting also uh includes protesting, which some don't uh seem to understand. And um yeah.
1: Questioning the government as one should in times and not a bad way, but an educated way. Um yeah, so thank you for listening and as we always say.
0: Don't be an ass.